It's Wednesday, October 26th. Lily is uh, just over four months old. Uh, I'm bringing you a special solo episode of uh, Parenthetical uh, today, and there's a couple reasons for that. Uh, the first is that it is five in the morning, and Kaylee and Lily are asleep. Um, and I'm awake, which is something that happens fairly often these days. Um, and uh, the other is that uh, I wanted to talk about gender um, and who better to do that than, you know, a, a man by himself. So there a, a while back, a, a friend of mine who is trans posted on social media asking for uh, cis people to share some of their like what what in their lives gives them a gender euphoria. And so gender euphoria is the opposite of gender dysphoria. So gender dysphoria is like the the exp an experience that you have that clashes with your your own gender identity like you know if if you're if you're a man and somebody like uh, calls you think assumes that you're a woman or, or something like that 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 can give you a feeling of of gender dysphoria because it, it's just that that wrongness um and and so gender euphoria is the opposite it's it's a feeling of gender rightness it's a it's a feeling of like gender affirmation and and like I don't know, just just fitting correctly into your own gender, and and so I, I thought this was a really interesting question. I thought about it uh, a lot, and and I, I came up with a, a few things, um, and and one was uh, singing baritone, like like singing in my singing voice. I, I think makes me feel gender euphoria. Um, and another was so at the time I had a beard and so it was my beard. Now I might say shaving my beard, actually. Um, you know, I have kind of a whole ritual for that. Um and then the the last one, so this was when our, our foster daughter Dustin was living with us, um was uh being a a dad, a, a foster dad to to our foster daughter. And you know, I, I think it's a really interesting and complicated question you know what what's the difference between a parent and a dad um i i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know the answer to that question um i i tell people my, my definition of a of a parent is because i i feel like in foster care you end up with just a lot of different ideas about what a parent is or can be and and so i tell people a parent is someone who cares about one kid in particular who no sorry that's that's wrong a parent is someone who worries about one kid in particular a whole lot um and so it's a pretty expansive definition because it you know could apply to like i don't know a teacher or something like that but I, I i found that that fit pretty well with my experience of parenting and and so what what is a dad that is different like apart from that and different from that and like on top of that um 
I don't know, but I I I feel like I I felt it um, while doing it, and and I felt it kind of as a form of parenting that was you know kind of distinct from and complementary to the the kinds of parenting that Dustin would get from Kaylee from uh, and and like you know from her 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 own biological mother and you know just other members of her family um yeah and 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 so i obviously have been thinking a lot more about be, being a parent and specifically being a dad since lily was born and, and i think one specific observation that i had about it was that it, it's kind of farcical that you know this this is a thought that i had you know, Lily was pretty young and it was like two in the morning and uh, she she wouldn't settle um, and Kaylee really needed to sleep. So I was just like, look, I'll just take her, you know, and, you know, I'll just take her in the other room and, you know, uh, take care of her and, and you can sleep. And so um, and so I, I brought her into the nursery. She, you know, she was sleeping in our bedroom and I brought her into the nursery and, and she fell asleep on me. And this was like for hours, um, you know, she just slept on me. Um, and uh, it was really nice. It was really peaceful and, and, and great. And I, you know, I wasn't so tired that it was painful to stay awake. And I was just thinking, this feels like really, you know, he, he, here I am pairing, parenting an infant, uh, kind of this activity that is pretty stereotypically feminine. And this is like making me feel like really masculine. Like this feels like really good as a dad just to be able to be like, hey, I'm I'm the one who is like enable give, giving my spouse the chance to to sleep, you know, giving my baby the chance to sleep because she needed to sleep too. Um, you know, it, it it just feels really good to be able to like, provide for my family in this way, which I guess is kind of like a more stereotypically masculine way of, of framing dadhood or, or parenthood as, as being, or the dad, dadhood as, as being like a provider, uh, for your family. Um, and I think that just kind of made me realize or think about how arbitrary the the delineations are between what stuff is is seen as masculine and what stuff is seen as feminine because i feel like for any you know for any parenting stuff that is is seen as feminine you could kind of arbitrarily uh reframe or recontextualize it in terms of like those masculine things like you know if let, let, let's imagine a world in which like most, you know, mostly it was like men who were like uh, breastfeeding, like lactating and breastfeeding uh, instead of, you know, mostly women. And and then I, you know, I, I feel like it'd be like, yeah, I'm like so manly because of like how much milk I make. And, you know, I'm like I'm like so strong to like hold my baby and and, uh, you know, like. Well, while I nurse my baby, you know, and, you know, and I feel like 
you know, breasts might be like this, like symbol of like masculinity. And, and it's just like, to it, but I, I just, you know, I just feel like for everything about raising a child, there, there exists like a way to think about it in a way that now this is like a masculine activity instead of a feminine one. And, and just how, how, uh, arbitrary and 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 uh the those those distinctions are <sighs> anyway my my point is that gender really is a prison because well so the the conclusion that i came to from there is okay well like why then is like parenting child especially infant parenting, infant child rearing, why is that seen as this feminine thing? And I think the real answer is because as a job, it sucks. It's like really hard work and you have to do it constantly. And it's like incredibly disruptive to your life and you know, it's, it's boring. It's, it's physically intensive. Um, I mean, it's, you know, and of course it's incredibly rewarding as well, but I feel like you can, you know, the, the rewarding stuff is, you know, that that's there, but then there's like the, the rest of it. Right. And like, it, it just like sucks. If it was a job, it, it, it would be like a shitty job and it is a job, right? Like this is, a job that people have in the world of raising children and mostly those people are are women right that that have this job uh you know a lot of the time you know women of color and and, and i th especially and i think you know the the and and so i think a big reason why in our society child rearing is gendered in this way is so that we can devalue that work right and like literally devalue in the sense of like pay less money to um right and 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 and, and so i i just think be, because because that like in a lot of ways that's that's what it means for something to be ascribed as as feminine or, or female in our society is 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 for it to have like literal less dollar value um and 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 so i think this is one of the yeah so i i think if if, if you come down to the 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 real answer to the question of like oh well why is like parent why is raising infants seen as this like uh feminine thing you know i think the real answer is because i uh, we devalue all forms of like feminine labor in our society um and it's like very profitable for the patriarchy uh to to do so um and and yeah and i mean beyond that i don't really have a point other than 
that it's it's stupid and bullshit and you know i mean i guess we all knew that already but i think kind of experiencing it in this way is is something else entirely um but i mean but also just you know my my broader observation that that gender is is a prison um you know i i, I think they're they're like you know the 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 people who come up to me on the street and and uh, tell me what a cute little baby I have are are you know are, are basically all women and I was kind of thinking about that and then I was like oh well you know I guess the reason that I don't go up to people's babies on the street and and tell them what a cute baby that is is because I I worry as a as a man that like people would think that that is like inappropriate or, or, or creepy there or that I have some sort of like, uh, um, uh, some, some sort of like, uh, covert intention. What's, what's the, I, there's a, there's a phrase for this. It's going to come to me at the end of the episode that, 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 that I, um, yeah, that, that I'm being a creep, uh, and like that sucks because I, I, I think babies are amazing and, and I'd love to, tell people how great their babies are, but I don't want to make them uh, feel uncomfortable. And, and, you know, and I don't blame like people for, for feeling that way. I blame like, <laughs> there are a lot of creepy men out there. And, you know, so like, you know, I, I think it just kind of makes sense to, to, to have your, your guard up. Um, but yeah, but like that, you know, that's gen gender is a prison, right? You know, be because and and we and we I mean, I, I there are a lot of things that I could share about my own life and like growing up as a boy that are about how this stuff is pretty literally beaten into you from a from a very young age. Um, I don't, there's nothing about that that I really want to share right now, but I think most of you probably have either had similar experiences yourself or are familiar with that category of experience. You know, I, we, we have, we know people, I mean, both like, you know, we've read about people who have done this and, and know people personally who have done or are doing this who raised their own children gender neutral until an older age um you know not using gendered pronouns for them or you know just just really really trying to um avoid Im imposing gendered expectations on them um Kaylee and I decided like we we like talked about it i think i i think i remember talking about this with kaylee and we decided not to do that um just i think just because you know one of the things one of the main things our parenting experience with like foster parenting taught us is that as a parent you get a finite number of battles to fight um so pick them wisely and I think we just decided 
that one didn't feel worth it to us just in terms of like the the amount of time and energy we would need to spend like fighting that um i don't know we might yeah maybe we'll regret that someday i hope not but you know uh yeah i mean you know and 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 i think there are a lot of other things that we are doing or hope to be doing in order to kind of raise a gender expansive child um but yeah there's that wasn't one of them but something that this made me think about or that made me think about this you know so we we get you know lily wears a lot of hand-me-downs a lot of stuff from thrift stores used clothing stores you know you get you can get stuff through like uh peer-to-peer marketplace you know craigslist or whatever you get like bundles of clothes and um you know it's just you get whatever you get and you know like a lot of it is like you know kind of gender coded in this pretty traditional you know it's like literally like blue or pink or whatever um and you know so and we'll just dress lily in whatever right you know so she has like clothes that presumably when they were designed the assumption was like oh these are like these are going to be bought by the parents of boys um and you know and she also has clothes that are pink and presumably were designed with the assumption that they would be worn by girls um and you know and 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 that kind of just highlights the arbitrariness of it but then i you know i was thinking well you know if if lily had been if lily was a boy or or if we have another kid and that kid is a boy how would i feel about you know dressing them in girls clothes and dressing them in pink you know as as an infant as a young baby and and like my mind kind of recoiled at that a little bit and then i was like oh hmm that's interesting right and it's like really weird and sad that like it feels so much more okay to dress a girl in boys clothes right that's like yeah you know like she's not going to be constrained by the patriarchy as a little baby feminist a baby a little baby woman um but uh but like just the, the thinking about like oh like my my like a, if if i had a son and they were wearing like you know a little pink onesie or, or whatever i was like oh um and yeah and and that's and that's fucked up that that i would have that reaction because obviously it it doesn't matter and is stupid and and i think that is just and a, a piece of evidence for how deeply this has been drilled into my own brain um and i think you know part of that is because of like the way it was like drilled into my brain went like at, in my own childhood like in my own in, in my own life um you know my main point in this episode is that gender is a prison but i started off this episode talking about like 
the things that I love best about like be like the gender that I am. And so I guess the, the thing that I think about most when raising Lily is, is, you know, how, how can I both kind of teach her individually and also like work to build a society in which like we are all able to like experience that whatever elements of like gender euphoria that we can like w within our own genders uh and also just destroy that just annihilate those elements of gender that are are keeping us all imprisoned um and you know if if i knew how to do it i would have done it already but that's um you know uh I, I also said pretty early on that my definition of a, of a parent is someone who worries a lot about one kid in particular. And, um, you know, so this, this is, uh, among the many reasons why I am here awake at five in the morning, uh, talking into my phone instead of, uh, being asleep like a normal person. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, Kaylee may have Kaylee might have a thought or two of of their own regarding gender and and parenting. So, I, I hope we're able to. I, I hope we can record another uh, one of these and and maybe expand on some of these ideas. And look, I I know that there are like books, like entire like entire academic fields, kind of investigating these questions. You know, I've I've read some of them. Um, some of the books on, on the subject. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't imagine that what I'm saying will be like a real revelation to anyone, but you know, I mean, it's, it's just a very different thing to experience it for yourself. And so I, you know, I just wanted to share some of what my own experiences have been with parenting and gender.